Hey guys, check this out. Baldwin Schools here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada has teamed up with Hockey Helps Kids to raise money for a great charity. You Can Youth Services helps at-risk youths of school age to go back to school or, if they've reached the age of maturity, help them find full-time employment. How dope is that? Allowing youths to become economically sustainable. So how can we help? Between January 16th and February 19th, 2020, go to HockeyHelpsKids.com, scroll down, find Euler number 93, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and vote. Vote for the basic right of education, the hard work of full-time employment, and give a voice and opportunity for those in need. Again, January 16th through February 19th, 2020, go to HockeyHelpsKids.com, scroll down, find number 93 Euler Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and vote. Help Baldwin schools complete their goal and reach and achieve their dreams by helping You Can Youth Services. Welcome to What's Your Hustle? My guest this week is what you would call a nerd. This man turned part of his basement into a movie-slash-game room, finished with a Gotham City skyline on one wall, and the Legends of Zelda Hyrule Crest symbol engraved into the floor. And if that wasn't enough, this room is located behind a built-in bookcase. So of course, when he wanted to start an engraving business, it was a flawless passion project that just made sense. So let's get into it. Here's What's Your Hustle? Wouldn't it be nice if, with my guest, Mark Durkash. Yeah. Is it like Ikea with the cartoons? No. No, that's no. But I threw it out. I figured it out. Oh, okay. Hey guys, it's What's Your Hustle? And I'm here today with Mark Durkash. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. Cool. I know. Yeah. I've never been in this room. We're in this guest bedroom. It's uh, It's got a moose yeah. on the wall. Yeah. A picture of, of Jasmine, his wifey, and her best friend, Allison. Yeah. A very red-headed Allison. Yes. Love it. Very good. A little bit of furniture that I built. Uh-huh. I'm here today with Mark because he has his own hustle going on, his side hustle. It is a very crafty engravement hustle. Yeah. Would you call it that? I, I call it custom wood burnings and carvings. See, he's much more technical with it, where I'm just like, he engraves things on pieces of wood. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also, a lot of it's burnt, too, now. Started out as engraving when I went from there. Did you always have a love for craftsmanship? Where did this start? Yeah, I mean, I've always kind of liked working with my hands. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really want to sit behind a desk for the rest of my life, so mm. got into the trades, carpentry ticket, and just started building furniture kind of in my leisure time. Did some carvings and burnings on that. Actually, the piece that your computer's sitting on is actually one of them. It is. It's done in third year, I think. So right out of Emmy, did you go? Yeah, yeah. I didn't do the RAP program, but they did this thing called RAP Plus, mm -hmm. which was a two-week boot camp. And it got me my first aid and CSTS and some other cert. And then they hooked you up with an interview with a construction company. It was really good. So do you start that in the 11th grade, like most trades? No, well, most yeah, RAP program is actually in school. Called Rat Plus was right after school. Okay. So like I said, yeah, it was two weeks of my life. 
It was all a paid program. So essentially, it got me in the door in the industry, got me an interview in the industry, and then after that, you get indentured as an apprentice. You need a company to sponsor you to get your apprenticeship started. Well, guys, look at that amazing start. Um, when and why did you start? Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? We started here, I think it was in May, May or June, something like that. Essentially, it all started with our brother, who mm -hmm. it was his birthday, and mm. I needed to make him a present. So I decided to make Captain America holding Mjolnir, because I had recently purchased a fractal burning machine, uh -huh. which is how you electrocute wood. So I bought that, and I needed to justify the purchase. Yes. Because I didn't have any reason to have it otherwise. <laughs> You're like, I need a gift. What can I do with this to make it useful? I need a gift. Gifts that's, for everyone. That's exactly what it was. And I was just like, hey. I like how this turned out and it was fun making it. I just started making more. Where do you draw inspiration from for your burnings? Uh, a lot of the stuff I've started out with here has been more pop culture. So there's a lot of Marvel stuff that mm -hmm. I've been making. Um, some Beatles things I started out doing early on. Um, what else? We've recently started doing a whole bunch of other movies. We're starting to do Christmas movies, obviously with Elf and stuff like that. We make some decorations. Um, yeah, most of it's more pop culture than anything. The odd time now, we're actually starting to get people to give us custom burns, portraits, so wedding portraits, family portraits, stuff like that, pet photos. Would you ever think to open up your own little hobby shop? I don't know if I would do a physical shop, just for the fact that, I mean, nobody has physical stores anymore. Yeah. They're kind of going out of style. Yeah. I wouldn't mind getting a bigger garage, so that, you know, we could park in it again. Yeah. I haven't parked in it since I started this. Yeah, so Mark works out of his garage. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Every cozy. time the door is open, I think people are going to come in and steal your things. Is that? Have no. It's, no, I haven't had a problem. Good. I've left it open a few times. Yeah. While I'm working have you gotten sales from the neighborhood by leaving it open? I, I've had interest. I haven't sold anything physically out of the garage yet. Well, you have all these new houses and nowhere else to park. It's true. I've actually had people while I was burning and routering in there. I've, I've actually stopped a car and they backed up oh. and got out of their car and they're like, hey, this yeah. is what you do. I'm like, yeah, cool. Is that the is it a worry that they think that you're always having a garage sale 24 <laughs> Well, I had the banner up, so I think that might have helped. Okay. Because we have the banner that we put on the front of our tables yeah. for shows now. So if anyone goes to one of Mark's Wouldn't It Be Nice shows, he and Jasmine are at a booth with a very bright orange yeah. Wouldn't It Be Nice uh, banner. You can't miss it. Unless you go to the farmer's market and you go in the opposite direction, which I did to find the other orange banner. There was a few orange ones at the farmer's market, but that one has like 300 vendors. It is a very big farmer's market. It is. And like they have like a kids playing area. Yeah, the bouncy castle. Yeah. yeah was... You had a prime location because you are by the bouncy castle. It worked to my advantage. I mean. Yeah. And then you're drawing in a young audience where most of your pop culture references, especially with Marvel, it is drawing in that audience, which is really good. Yeah, I know, like, we, we did about three of the farmer's markets this year, and the first time around, we only sold magnets. <laughs> That's the only thing I sold. It was a little disheartening, but at the yeah. same time, we learned a lot from that. What has been your favorite thing to make? Uh, probably the favorite thing I've made so far uh, was the Doctor Strange burning that I got hanging in the, uh, the, living, the room. living room right yeah. now. 
but it's more difficult to make something small like a magnet or a, I would think a bigger piece because it takes it's more time consuming. The bigger ones are more time consuming, but with the details, you don't have to be as precise because you have a bigger area to work with. Right. So you can, you have a little bit more play in that sense. But I know, because I did some really detailed coasters early on, which took almost an hour each, and that were the Batman ones. They were quite time consuming and they're pretty difficult actually, just because they were so small. You started engraving with what was it again? So I use a router. Okay. A router carves out the backgrounds and then what I first started doing was I was using that and a Dremel. Mm -hmm. So the Dremel would actually engrave into the wood, making uh, carvings and stuff like that. For those like I, who mm -hmm. has no idea what a Dremel is, what is a Dremel? A Dremel, it's essentially what a dentist uses. Okay. I've actually used dentist bits as well, because they, when they get too dull for your teeth, you can actually just get them from a dentist. And it works really well on wood, because it's a lot softer than teeth. So yeah, you can use that actually for some fine detail carving, Okay. call it. So it gives you a much more precise look. Correct. Yeah, I can get very small details like that. Because um, I know I did one piece there. Actually, I sold it at Expo. I was quite happy with that one. Uh, the Lord of the Rings one, where we had the ring and then the detailed elvish writing inside the ring. Right. That one, uh, that's how I did that, was with a dentist-type drill. That's cool. Yeah. Right now, you're currently working on a bunch of Elvis things I saw downstairs. Yep, he has been the flavor of this week. <laughs> what is your new process like using, you got a new tool. Yes. What is it? So recently, I think that was two, three weeks ago now, we got something called a Glowforge. Okay. A Glowforge is a laser printer, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, so it does a lot of the finer detail things, like we're doing a lot of uh, Christmas ornaments. Mm -hmm. um, we started doing uh, laser burn photography. So printed, digitally printed right. onto wood, uh, like high resolution photos. So we've got a few examples downstairs, but we started doing that about two, three weeks ago. So it's taken a lot of the finer work out of my hands and I can focus on the bigger things. Like as you saw, Elvis. a large Elvis. Giant Elvis. Yeah. That one's It's like a Christmas gift, I'm assuming. Honestly, no, it's just, Someone just, to have just it what in I have. Portfolio yeah. Just Elvis. putting it in the portfolio. Excellent. Uh, you started freehand. What did you enjoy about doing that freehand work? Uh, doing the freehand work, I mean, I never really took art in school, so it was kind of nice to see a different skill that I didn't really yeah. develop uh, when I was younger, so it's kind of nice learning that, trying new things. You won first prize at the K-Days Art Show. Of uh, one of them, yeah. Of I them. mean, that's kind of a vague statement, because... <laughs> I don't know if anyone's been to the Katie's Art Show. I mean, There's a lot of categories. Yeah. Mine was in the wood carving category. And it's the first year you've done it, so I think that's a big Yeah, well, right? I guess they only brought it back last year. Okay. It, it was big in the 80s, and then it kind of went away for a bit. But, uh, yeah, no, they brought it back, and I saw it. I was like, hey, I've got a wood carving. Yeah. I'll enter it. And you won. I did. What was that, what was that moment for you? You got... A dinner? Or they didn't even, you, you're like, they didn't even tell me I won. They yeah, they didn't, they didn't tell me. Um, like I said, there's a lot of categories. I think there's, yeah, like 40 or 50 different categories. Yeah. So I won my carving category. I don't know what else was entered. Right. I have no idea. Maybe I was the only one. Right. I don't know. But it was a big Beatles piece that I had done. Um, the Let It Be album cover, mm. essentially in a vertical stance. And, uh... Yeah, I was just looking online because I remember I'd entered and I'm like, yeah, whatever. 
looked online and my name was on their sheet of oh. prize winners. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. What do I win? And I looked up and it was six dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cost, cost me ten dollars to enter. And I won six. You lost four dollars. I lost four dollars, but it also came with free entry to K Days. Okay, good. So I guess I'm technically ahead because I think that was fifteen bucks if I was to buy it at the door. So I was a little bit ahead. Yeah. You got to go to K Days for free. Do you know how much? I got to go to K Days. Although the weirder part was, I got an email like the week before. They're like, "Oh, you want to do the live auction?" I'm like, "Yeah, Yeah. sure. My pieces. Yeah, that'd be cool to put in the live auction." And uh, so I did that, and I was kind of excited. You yeah. know, we went down, we looked at it. I was like, oh, I couldn't find it because it was right around the time of the auction. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, cool. Let's see this thing get auctioned off. It was embarrassing. Oh, no. What Because there was a good 10 different things. Like, yeah. there was a tablecloth. There was this wood carving, some photographs, yeah. just really random stuff. Yeah. And they had an actual auctioneer. They had the stage. Mm-hmm. Bunch of chairs. Mm-hmm no advertising at all that there was going to be an auction. I didn't even things. know Katie's had auctions. Exactly. I didn't know either until they emailed me about it. <laughs> Couldn't find it on the website anywhere. <laughs> it was really badly executed. Yeah. And yeah, we sat there for the first item and there was maybe five people. Oh, I And I'm pretty sure that all five of us just had things in the auction to see what happened. And so yeah, I had, I had to walk away. I couldn't. I couldn't even wait and stay because <laughs> like, it was awkward. <laughs> like there's my ego. Oh, yeah. bye. And I was like, all right, <laughs> let's uh, let's go get some food. You would think that you know, for the older crowd, they have grandparents there that are with their grandkids, that they would be like, hey, we have an auction. Come yeah, there was not a sign. They're just like, all right, we're gonna start the auction. And I'm like, what? So there's for nobody anyone out here. there, just to let you know, in future reference, if you're going to Katie's. They have auctions. Apparently, yeah. I, I think it was the last day, the Sunday, or maybe the Saturday. I'm not sure. But like I said, I couldn't find it on the website when she had mentioned it. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Maybe it'll go. But yeah, it did not sell because I put a minimum price on it, yeah. being that it was a bigger piece. Well, so. at least we know we've taken our life lessons. Yeah, we tried. You did try. I got free admission to K Days, exactly. so that was cool. I mean, you had your first experience. At I did. K-Days. I got a ribbon. You got a ribbon. I got a big old red ribbon oh, from it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so it's kind of like picture. the county fair. I walked and I was like, I went, we were walking around. I saw it. And then the lady that was there, it's like, oh, my friend did that. He mm-hmm. does carving. And she's like, oh, really? That's so cool. Well, he won. He's going to have an auction. And I was like, I don't know if he was that. And then I he was like, Mark, you won. I, yeah, I didn't know I won. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. It was because oh, there was no notification. No. I just happened to stumble across it on the website. Well, I, there was a sweet old lady safeguarding your photo for you. Oh, good. Yes, good. she was making sure no one came in to steal your photo. It's well, I mean, important. it would be kind of obvious. It was like four feet tall. It's four feet tall. It is, that is a fair size. Yeah. Burning, carving, whatever you want to call it. Well, that is your first real piece, and it yeah, that was that was my test piece to see what I could do with faces. Exactly. Because before that, they were all in masks, being superheroes and things like that. <laughs> you also did Expo this year. What was that experience like for you? Uh, Fan Expo was actually really fun. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, we didn't lose money. We actually no. made a few hundred dollars. It wasn't yeah. anything crazy. Yeah, no, Expo was really fun. We we sat next to. Oh, man, I can't remember. The Naked Captain America. Well, there was that, too. Yeah, that was Grumpy Boobs. 
What are, what are they called? Grumpy Boobs was the Grumpy artist. Boobs. Yeah, that was her boobs. That's her name. Grumpy Boobs. That's what her company Okay, good, because I was looking for it. I think you told me. Yeah, Because I want boobs. a... Um, they had Captain America, Winter Soldier. They had... They had a bunch of Marvel yeah, characters. Marvel characters naked. naked. But, like, scantily. The eyeglass um, I guess clock Connor, that I yeah. have has Captain America on it, and he's naked with his with shield, shield covering, covering. Yeah. him. And I was I don't have T'Challa, but I will settle. Sorry, Chris Evans, I settled for you. I don't that think, is harsh. I mean, if he hears this, I don't think he'd be, like, disappointed. I'd be like, that's fair. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he's America's ass, right? Yeah, he's America's ass. He's yeah. not America's abs. That's fair, yeah, it wasn't an ass shot. It was not an ass shot. No. So, yeah, you sat next to Grumpy Boobs. Yeah, and her on the and, other uh, side. Expo experience for you. It yeah. was good. Yeah, it was really first good. First year doing it. Yeah, first year. Um, it was kind of a whim almost. I mean, we applied, I think it was only like a month before. Right. We were kind of surprised we got in, to be honest. Because the thing is with Expo, I know for Calgary especially, they have two different artist alleys. Yeah. They have the ones that are just starting out. Like, for example, you would the be beginner in area, the beginner yeah. area. And then they have artist alley. For well-established, like, we come every year, we're, like... Oh, yeah. No, a lot of those vendors, they've been doing this for 10, 14, 15 years. And it's really big that you got into Artist Alley, because usually they'll put, like, beginners by the food. Oh, really? Yeah. I know we we apply for Artist Alleys, at least. Yeah. Because I know Calgary is a bit... Bigger. Bigger, obviously. I think they were saying it's almost, like, three times as big as far as Artist Alley went. That's really big that you got there. And then, would you do it again, like... Actually, yeah, I did reapply there. You did, yeah, yeah. So I've already paid. Oh, and, good. Uh, we're good to go. What so I'll be there next you, year. What would you do differently? Um, I know I've expanded a bit more into some of the smaller things because I this year we had a lot of the large pieces on the wall there. Uh, a lot of the stuff was going, you know, forty to ninety was our yeah. range with a lot of the art that we had made. When I say we, it was all me. Jasmine is there. She's there. She didn't you, make it. Collecting money. She she helps. Yeah. Getting you food. No. She, well, yeah. She, she did. One, I was there when she the got one day, you food. The one day she did. The other day. Yeah. She forgot. She uh, went. She me. like chats. She puts your business cards out. Jasmine oh. is the hype man of Wouldn't It Be Nice. Yeah. She just didn't make any of it. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> but yeah. So we had a bunch of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, we started to do some of the smaller stuff right. now. Being that we had that Glowforge, because I know the smaller like coasters and stuff was taking too much time and it wasn't worth what I could sell them for. So now with the Glowforge, yeah. And if anybody wants coasters, you guys can order coasters. Oh yeah, there's unlimited possibilities now. I just made the set of uh, the Elvis ones, and you saw those. They are photorealistic. They are ridiculous. It's crazy. I'm like. Uh, yeah, so we found the lady you were sitting next to on the other side. Yeah, it was Carrie Dom uh, Productions. Yes. So she does a bunch of watercolors and beautiful stuff. And then across from you, you had this crazy yes. gothic one. Yeah, Sarah yeah. Rugg. She is a super talented airbrush artist. Yeah. And that's actually where I got my Doctor Strange inspiration, because all day Friday, like we got there, I think it was 10 o'clock or so, we had to set up, and then I had to sit there till like, 9 o'clock at night. Yes, guys. Staring down this Doctor Strange that yeah. was across from me. And this is Thursday to Sunday. That you... No, it was, it was Friday oh, to Sunday. Oh, it was Friday yeah, to the, Sunday? Yeah, okay. Calgary's Thursday to Oh, okay. So that's nice, though. You didn't... So you go, you set up Friday, and then... Yeah, we, yeah, it only took us an hour or so to set up, so we mm-hmm. set up Friday morning. Mm-hmm. But then we had to be open for 2 o'clock, I think it was, when yeah. the VIPs came in. Mm-hmm. But and really, who are the VIPs? The people who paid $300 to be no. there. 
it was, yeah, $300 for the whole weekend. No, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and then you still have to pay on top of that to see celebrities and get photos. So Charlotte and I went on Sunday, and if you go on a Sunday and you're really nice to, like, Jason David Frank, who played the Green Ranger yep. and Power Rangers, and you just go and you say, hi, and you just want to say hi, sometimes they'll let you take a photo with them for free. Yeah, he seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, and then you proceed to tell him that he was your first crush when you were a little girl. How'd that go? It was good. He smiled, I smiled, I wished him luck with the rest of the comic expo. And yeah. We went on our merry ways. Oh, that's nice. I don't think he was in the... I'm not like some creepy thirsty man. No, I don't think yeah. he gave off that vibe. Yeah. I think you were good. <laughs> yeah, I was like boarding on the line. Of creepy. So that was that was fine. I think that's that's where you want to live, though. Yeah. That's borderline border. creepy. So it's that, good. That gives you intrigue, and you're like, what's this girl about? And then I want to know. <laughs> and then she's See? like, bye. It's mystery. <laughs> I'm not sticking around. No, that's fair. I get that. Through this hobby and then into a hustle, mm-hmm. is this a type of therapy for you? Uh, yeah, honestly. it uh, It's kind of developed that way. I mean, like I said, it kind of just started as a gift and then it kind of grew and it's gotten out of hand a little bit. But uh, yeah, no, it's been a little bit of a distraction from some other stuff going on. It helps. What about it gives you a sense of calm and helps you through all the grown-up life stuff? (laughs) Honestly, I think mostly it's the fact that I can envision something and then... Usually on most of these things, it's two or three hours later, I have a physical copy of what I had in mind, and it's kind of transpired into something that I can put on a wall and be like, hey, I made that. That's cool. Some days, things will just go so crazy and messy, and you're like, what am I doing? Does this give you a sense of like stability and control in something that you know is a for sure thing? Uh, well... It's a for sure thing I can make it. Yeah. It hasn't been a for sure thing I can sell it. Well, not to sell, That's but been to a make different. and your internal, like... Yeah, yeah, it gives you a little bit of calm because you're like, oh, okay, I accomplished this today. I made Captain America. You know, that's kind of cool. And it brings a joy into people's lives because how excited was your brother-in-law that you're just like... Oh, he was super jacked. Like, he did not believe that I made it. I'm like, yeah, no, I, right. I made this. And I recently remade that piece and made it glow in the dark now. That's something I figured out I can do, too. And then how many, like, I saw so many kids come up to you when you did St. Albert Market and then Edmonton Expo, and they were just so pumped to be like, oh, my God, it's Pikachu, or that's Captain America. Like, that's a sense of, like... It's, it's a good feeling. Yeah. And, and that's one thing we actually got a lot of, was we got a lot of attention. We, we turned a lot of heads because it's something that not a lot of people are doing. Like, people do woodwork. Yeah, they make, you know, coffee tables. They make cutting boards. But to do what we're doing... It's something that I haven't really seen a whole lot of. I've seen people do it with lasers and CNC machines, but a lot of the stuff I've done so far is a lot of handmade stuff. I mean, we come over here and we see that, you know, you have the Gotham City skyline in your basement. That's like super dope and cool. And then, but you know, we're, we're in the age of, yeah, we play these video games, but then you're opening the door up to this whole new generation that's like, Mm -hmm. You know, we grew up with Pikachu, but my niece is three years old and she's in love with Pikachu. They're super into it. And it's so, it's so amazing. Like, we can create something that will transcend generations. Like Star Wars, I saw the final trailer and yeah. it's like, it's so crazy to think four years. It's been going for a long for time. For a long time. Yeah. And that's I, because you're, you're doing something that, yes, it's old school because it's woodworking, but it's evolving because our comics are evolving. Or being a nerd is ever-evolving. Yeah, that well, it I mean, does transcend generations, which is pretty dope. 
and the technology has changed because it's like I said, I got into this because I bought a Lichtenberg machine, which is for fractal burning, literally electrocuting wood. It's insane. <laughs> the first time I did it, I gave yeah. it like a little schoolgirl because <laughs> I felt like a god. <laughs> You're like, this, I am Thor. <laughs> it shouldn't be possible to do what I'm doing out of my garage. It's an amazing feeling. The Beatles obviously was something that it was an inspiration for you that you're like, I wanted to draw these faces. I wanted to do this cover art. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was more, honestly, I was brought up on the Beatles by my parents. Well, yeah. more so my dad than anything. Uh, I know growing up, I always bugged them that I didn't like them. I didn't appreciate them. Yes. Um, but obviously it wore me down and it worked. Yeah. So it got through to me. I appreciate them now and did a really good band. Uh, don't you hate to admit when your parents were right? Uh, there's so many things. <laughs> I mean, I was raised on sarcasm because of him. Oh, yeah. So. That's how and it now you're out. working on Elvis pieces. So obviously music is a part of your job. Yeah. Well, actually, my very first job, a DJ at Aurora Disco. It was, guys. Yeah. On the north side. Yeah. Sports yeah. Woman is number one and only roller disco. That's right. You're listening to DJ Confusion right here. Your DJ name? DJ Confusion, yeah, that was did my name. Did you choose that name? I did. I was 16 at the time. Why did you choose that name? I don't know. Oh. I was just told I needed a name, and I'm like, all right. And they're like, you seem confused a lot. I'm like, all right, let's go with that. Confusion, sure. How was that gig for you? It was so much fun. Yeah? I can't believe I got to do that as a first job. I mean, I did that for, I think it was two or three years at least. And then uh, I think I left and came back for like a year or something like that. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Were you there until they closed down? Um, no. No, I left that location before it closed. And actually the day it did close, I forgot. So you went? Well, no, I was invited to like the closing day okay. uh, party or whatever. I was yeah. like, yeah, sweet, that's cool. Yeah. I completely forgot and I ended up tearing my garage down that day. Uh... And then they're like, hey, where are you? I'm like, oh. Uh -huh. Oh, that was today. You're like, I, you were supposed Whoops. to DJ this party. <laughs> no, luckily okay. I wasn't supposed to work it. I okay. was just supposed to show up okay. because, you know, a bunch of us worked there. But yeah, no, completely blanked on it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I spent the whole day tearing a garage apart. Oh. Yeah. Well. You know, priorities, I guess. I don't priorities. Know. I mean, which was better? Well, now you can't say which was better because you don't know. I don't know how the party was, no. But I mean, we, we had a lot of different stuff go on there. We yeah. used to host uh, concerts and stuff and uh, meeting some people. I met Russell Peters and Deborah Di Giovanni. Really? Yeah. I don't know why that happened. Actually, I do know why. Amazing. Because the owner used to, his brother was a stand-up comedian. And so when Russell Peters was in town, right. I guess the word on the street was he loved to roller disco. Really? Or roller skates. And so he's like, oh, my brother owns this uh, roller skating place yeah. in Edmonton. Why don't you come on by? And he legitimately did. Wow. Yeah. It was a Tuesday night. So it wasn't even like a busy think, night. Yeah. It was a retro night, so it wasn't really busy. A thing. Bunch of older people come to listen to their older music of that. Yeah. And yeah, this big guy comes down the hall and we're like, holy hell, like it's 10 o'clock. What the hell is he doing here? Because he came after his show that he played in Edmonton. And uh, yeah, it turns out it was his bodyguard checking the place out. Oh. Walks in and he gave us this. He's like, here's, a, here's Mr. Russell Peters' CD that he likes to roller skate to. So he had his own playlist. And we just threw it in, and he just came. You can't see me, but I just rolled my eyes. Oh, it was hardcore. a horror eye roll. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to lie. He was a little bit of a pompous. But I think you kind of have to be as a stand-up comedian. You have to be. You have to have. You have to be the confident one in the room. Yeah, you have to be. 
But Deborah Gigi Bonnie, she was lovely. Oh my god! Okay, she didn't roller skate, but she was hilarious. So for the younger audience out there who do not know, and it's such a shame because oh, she you was, need to know she was lovely. Deborah Gigi Bonnie. Gigi Bonnie. She still um, is. She's still, she's still touring actually. Yeah. And but there was a show on Much Music. Cheryl Ann and I have talked about this in the first episode. Video on trial. I remember that now. Video, you guys, the younger audience, you need to YouTube video on trial. It was the best. And she was one of their She was one of the mainstays. Yeah, yeah. She was a regular. Hilarious. Oh yeah. They just dissected music videos essentially. Yeah. It's a lot like how did this get made? Yeah. But with music videos. Music videos. Yeah. Like, guys, she's so funny. It's just amazing. Yeah, she was a great well, she still is a great comedian. She is, yeah. Remember. Do you use a lot of music while you're in the process of creating them? Uh, yeah, because in the garage we have Bluetooth speakers, so I just hook up to those, and then when it's really noisy, I actually just have headphones kind of plug into that, and sometimes listen to podcasts on it. Yes. Um, and then yeah, other times just whatever musical playlists I want to throw in there. What are your top five songs? My top five songs? I've actually been thinking about this because I knew you were asking. <laughs> um. They don't have to be current. They don't have to be your all-time type top five. They can just be right now. They can be... I mean, most of these are kind of all-time-ish. I mean, there's one, The Hook by Blues Travelers. It's not The Hook, it's just Hook. Okay. Because that is a song about nothing. Oh. Literally nothing. It's the Seinfeld of songs? It is the Seinfeld of songs. Yeah, that's a very good way to put it. There you go. Because you know which one I'm talking about, right? No. No? I don't even know this artist. What? You oh, they're bigger than the 90s. door for me. There you had it. Huge harmonica following. That sounds interesting to anyone. I mean, someone might find harmonica interesting. It, it was good music. A few hits, actually. It's very bluesy. Yeah, they were blues traveler. Yeah. That's what's their name. Uh, yeah, kind of. Ish. Cool. I might like it. I do. I think you'd like the song. Because the next one I got is uh, Brian Wilson by Bare Naked Ladies. I know of Bare Naked Ladies, and I know. Lying in bed, just like Brian Wilson did. What I had. I'm pretty sure I would know the song if I heard the song, but Bare Naked Ladies is all-time Canadian, and if you don't know Bare Naked Ladies, I'm so sorry. It's like not knowing Jason Priestley, and Jason Priestley works really closely with the Bare Naked Ladies. Does he? Why? Yeah, he directs some of their videos. Really? Yeah. I didn't know he was even a director. Yeah, he's a That's big-time director for really? Canada stuff, uh, content. Canadian content? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I learned some. There you are. Look at that. Uh, yeah, and then... I guess another one would be Green Light by Lord. Banger. I really love that song. That's a bop for you. Oh, it's so good. I don't know why. Like, Lord just gets me. Does she? She's got so many good songs. Yeah, the angst. Is it the angst? I don't know what it is. Okay. Like, she just, like, she came out and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm into this. But Hey Jude. Yes. I mean, the Beatles. Really, that's a great song. Yeah. Grew up on Beatles. Yeah. And that was kind of one of their penultimate songs, really, right? Yeah. And Paul McCartney's just still killing it. He's still going. Yeah. I can't believe it. Wasn't like, he here last year? Yeah, it was just, yeah, just last year. Yeah. Still killing it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And then Elton John's on his. Yeah, he was just in town a few weeks ago. Yeah, his, like, farewell tour. Yeah, which is, like, three years long. I know. It's insane. It's British bastards. They know how to get you. Well, it's just like, oh, I'm going to retire, but. Not really. Three, three years I'm going to retire <laughs> to spend more time with my family don't get that. You're gonna be seven years old, Elton. Yeah, right? 
Like he's missing a lot of time. I mean, in hey, years. you need to support their education. He he doesn't need I the money, but I feel like he doesn't need the money at he all. Doesn't. I know he's doing it for his fans, which but is cool. One day awesome. he might. Oh, I don't think so. <laughs> I feel like he has made enough. Yes, he is going to be well taken care of. Very well taken care of. So yeah. is his grandkids, probably. Mm-hmm, probably. Yeah. And then uh, another little-known song is This Is The Life by Amy McDonald. He's a, she's a singer from Europe that my sister found when she traveled to Europe and brought right. back the song with us, or with her. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, it's kind of like a folk punk, or no, pop kind of song. Uh-huh. It's quite good. I recommend it. Does she, and she has a big Euro following then? I, I assume think so. so. I, I don't fully know. I know yeah. she's got, I've got two of her albums. I don't know if she has a third one or not yeah. yet, but, uh. Yeah, she's a lovely little singer. So where can the people find you in Edmonton specifically? Because right now you are traveling I, distance for Edmonton. Yeah, I do deliveries <laughs> in Edmonton because I live here. Yeah. So do some of you. <laughs> where, uh, if they want to purchase something, you have a bunch of markets coming up? Uh, I've got a few markets coming up in November. I don't know. I might have a couple in December. I'm waiting to hear on dates. But if they are in December, I'll be setting up at the St. Albert Farmer's Market Christmas Market. It's set up at the same place, just indoors okay. in the uh, city hall or Five the Saint, library. I don't know. Five St. N building. Correct. In St. Albert. Yeah. So they're indoor there Saturdays, 10 to 3.30, I think, same hours. Cool. But uh, yeah, we'll be doing a couple days, I think in December and then one in November. But uh, yeah, we're kind of looking at other stuff as well. Yeah. With the season coming up. And we've started making a bunch of Christmas ornaments, so yes. trying to get, get your that kind of market. Will Ferrell Elf Christmas oh, ornament, y'all. There's a couple actually. I yeah. really like the narwhal. Yeah, that you know, one's good. Bye, buddy. Yeah. Huh. You need to great. do a just friends one with oh. Anna Ferris, but when she's like has the toothpaste in her mouth and the thing ben. on her head. Send them a message. Send them a DM. He knows how to check DMs on Instagram now. I do now because yep. I screwed up the last one. Yeah. Yeah. But he's got it now, guys. He's a true millennial. Uh, yeah. I'm so sorry. That's what we are. I know, but it's just I so don't like hard to, to admit. admit. It's very hard to admit, but it's what we are. I started a podcast, for goodness sakes. That's, yeah, I guess you've really crossed over now. I did cross over. Wow. I've accepted my fate. I'm the good type of millennial. Yeah, you're the responsible one. You got yeah. a job. Yeah, benefit. Benefits. Oh, guys, get on that benefit train. Oh, yeah. You. Well, thank you, Mark. This was enlightening. Well, thank you, Helena. But this was great. I didn't, there's a lot of things I didn't know and did not ask. Now I'm I glad do. I could enlighten you. Thank you. You're welcome. I want to again thank Mark for being on today's episode. You can find his top five song list on Spotify. You can also find Wouldn't It Be Nice If on Instagram and Facebook. In person, they will be at Stony Plain on November 30th for a market, as well as the St. Albert Farmer's Market on December 21st. I want to thank you all again for listening to What's Your Hustle podcast, created, produced, and hosted by yours truly, Halima Hussein. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Your Hustle podcast to stay up to date. Listen, rate, review on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, as well as anywhere else you stream podcasts. And until next time, whatever your hustle is, you got this.